goodness. Oh, my goodness. One heck of a football game just ending. BYU falling short at the two-yard line with an opportunity to win this game in the final seconds against Coastal Carolina. Hans Olsen, Will Snowden, this is your Cougar Post Game Show. And, uh, Will, I'm just going to hand it over to you. I mean, this is fresh emotion. Yeah. Well, listen, this is what I'm going to say. Obviously, uh, this is going to hurt. This this one hurts. Um, not, And it's not just because I'm going to say BYU, you know, you go in, you're a 10-point favorite you know you're 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 playing what 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 the public would believe the media and and everyone else that a team that that we should overmatch overpower and you know i believe that too uh it just wasn't byu's night and and, and for a few reasons number one coastal carolina is a good football team plain and simple they they have a lot of weapons um, and they came out and they set the tone early. They were be- very physical, extremely physical with BYU, um, and d- was not concerned. They played like the underdog, and BYU didn't have that chip that that they needed. To and they, I, I don't know if they, you, you know, you didn't really realize what you were up against. Preparing for that team in, in a couple of days is no joke. The running, I mean, they ran for a hundred and something yards in the first half, maybe the first quarter. Um, they came off the ball. They were very physical. They didn't stand down, and they bullied us. Uh, they actually bullied the Brigham Young Cougars tonight. And, and, and the, the good news, the only good news for BYU is that they can learn from it. Um, the pressure's now off the Cougars with all of this talk of the you know playoffs and uh, New Year's Six um, probably is just off the board. It's just a really hard pill to swallow. Um, I do think BYU played hard, um, but – Let's. They just out got outplayed, um, and 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 you've got to take your hat off to, to that whole coaching t- staff at South Carolina. They had their boys ready. Um, they were not fe- fearful at all. They were ready for a heavyweight fight, um, and they pushed the limits and um, wow. they got them a big time win tonight. A big time win, probably the big the biggest win in in the program history uh, for them. So congratulations to them. Now it's time for BYU to go back to the drawing board. Um, licked their wounds. Uh, it was an honorable fight. Um, they they did they, they, it like they said anytime, anywhere, any any team. Um, but tonight uh, it just didn't work out, and uh, we're all going to be hurting pretty bad for the, on this. Not only just for this week, but it's this is going to hurt for a while. It's going to hurt for a long while. I'll tell you, Zach Wilson there in the, in the last seconds gives BYU an opportunity, basically from the 17 yard line with two seconds on the clock. I thought it was a good job getting that ball back, getting stop, and getting uh, getting the ball back with about 50 seconds left. Was it 50, 55, 55 seconds? 55 seconds, yeah. 55 seconds left. And they get themselves down to the 17-yard line with an opportunity to score and, and beat Coastal Carolina. And it was a good read, a nice zip on a crossing route. I think it, it was – was it Milne that, that yeah, pulled yeah. it in? When you, look, when you look back, you're going to see Paulo was running wide open. Um as well, Neil Powell was wide open. Yeah, yeah. It, it, what what you'll see is, uh, hey, and will I, I gotta say too, oh, that's great coach. That's, that's great coaching by Coastal Carolina. You know, they've got everybody at that goal line, and they're saying it's it's going to come to this point, and we're going to make sure that it stops at this point. That was a really good job staying at the goal line and converging on the ball, keeping it in front of them, 
and converging. Coastal Carolina is a very well-coached team, and it, and it showed tonight. Let me tell you, number 94, Gunter, I know BYU fans are going to hate this guy because this is the guy that roughed Zach Wilson up before the half. He's the guy that caused uh, he caused two pressures in the first half. He's the one that caused the fumble on Algier in the he, second half. He was a monster tonight. Hey, listen, I, I saw him take his chance at, at, at putting Zach on his back. And, and, and obviously, my first emotion was, was rage. My first emotion was, look at this guy. And then my second emotion was, wait, you know, quarterbacks, this is a good lesson. Get out of the way. Um, get out of the way. Because that will happen. You can be called cheap. It, we did look a little excessive. It looked excessive. It did look excessive. But at the end of the day, they want to take – they want to be excessive with you. They want to be in your head. And the and, officials did not throw the flag. And the officials did not throw the flag. you got to know your audience. Yeah, you've got to. And you have to realize once you turn over the ball, you are now a defender. And we really wouldn't have this big of an issue if it wasn't a quarterback. Um, so it's just a tough deal to, you know, I think the officials will be talked to about this. They'll watch that over and over again, and they'll be asked why you didn't flag that. But regardless, that didn't win or lose the game for BYU. It showed that these guys came out with a lot of fight. Um, and, and to be honest, a lot of disrespect for Brigham Young football. Uh, they, you know, they, they came in and really thought, said to you, said to us that, hey, you guys are – you haven't played anyone. They say we haven't played anyone. We represent the Sun Belt, and we're going to represent it well tonight. You're going to remember the night you played Coastal Carolina, and BYU will. Well, it was really an impressive performance by that defensive line and even a more impress- impressive performance by that offensive line. Coastal Carolina dominated time of possession. Dominated time of possession. And worked their way up and down the field and did it at their pleasure, their ease, their leisure. And it was really impressive. They had that ball for 38 minutes of that game, Will. 38 minutes of that game. Multiple drives where they just dominated. BYU, 22 minutes of possession. Coastal Carolina, 38 minutes of possession. Why? Because Coastal Carolina's scheme was really sound and really beautiful. I actually tweeted out a lot of different videos showing BYU fans what was happening, what Coastal Carolina was doing with their offensive line. I'm just going to give them a couple things here, Will. Go ahead. So what they were doing, they were pulling their their center a lot. A lot. So they would pull their center, and Kyrus would come firing out with his head down, and they would just bump him. And when they bumped him with his head down, he would run past the running back, and the running back would just shift off of him and hit the lateral gap. You know that as a running back. Mm -hmm. If you've got a a defensive lineman that is penetrating, penetrating, as a running back, you let him penetrate. You sidestep, go right to where he came from. Yep. Replace. Replace. It's just right. like anything in, in, in all sports. It's, it's right. when I teach, yes, when we teach, we teach step and replace, and, and we replace the gap that, that, that uh, and back should replace the gap where the D lineman came from. And, and so, so you've got that. So Kyrus was getting his penetration. They, they had a hard time moving him and stopping his penetration. But they used his momentum against him, got a nice little bump, and the running backs did a good job of, of and then, and then I want to say, then you got a really good mo- push and, and movement on number 92 and 99 yeah. for BYU. Yeah. They, they were doubled. They were, they were scooped. They were walled off. They were pushed. And they were beat. They were beat. And I also want to say this, Will, because 
and and I'll uh, full disclosure here. I uh, I put together a video of the third and one there. I think it was the first quarter. Yeah. BYU had Coastal Carolina in the third and one, and they did that pulled the center. Yeah. And Kyrus Tonga looped around. Yeah. Well, I took the video and I said Kyrus reading the center and moving out. Yeah. I quickly got a, a direct message, an instant message from Hoke, who Chris Hoke, former Pittsburgh defensive tackle, one of the most insightful defensive linemen in the history of defensive linemen. And he sent me a message and he said, that was a called stunt. Go watch Kyrus. He, he, he takes a lateral step before the ball is snapped. Yep. But now, I, tw- I instantly messaged him back and I said, there is no way that they called a, a, an interior twist stunt on a third and one. It would, there, it would be a bad call. There is no you, – if you make me step lateral on a third and one, I can't stop your penetration. I can't stop your surge. I can't no. stop your movement. No. So if that was the call, terrible call. Yeah. Ter- yeah. Absolutely terrible call. If that wasn't the call, then I think Kyrus is reading the center and sidestepping with the center. I think Hoke's right because I went back and looked. He's, he's taking the sidestep before the ball is snapped. So now that tells me a couple of things. Coaches were beat. The, the, look, you, you don't call a twist stunt on an interior on a third and one when Coastal Carolina is surging on you in the middle. You don't. You let Kyrus do his work. And, and the double teams on Daw and the double teams on Albacri, they were working and they were pushing them. And then you're, you're breaking arm tackles. Coastal Carolina showed up to play. They balled out this. And, and if you can't tell, I love football. Yeah, yeah, I just I, good football is just it's in my heart. Like I've still got hair standing on the back on the back of my neck because that that is just a good game. That is a dogfight. And Coastal Carolina came out the ball. They did. And I'm going to tell you one thing I saw. I mean, uh, offensively, what they do is is very hard to stop. You you get some hungry guys up front who will come off the ball and move people and 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 and, and uh, push people to the gaps that they want them in. I mean, it was impressive. Hands. I mean, I don't. I, yes, I'm fired up that I saw a good game. I'm still licking these wounds. I'm playing over a lot of things. Um, the fumble really hurt. The fumble was big. Um, that the the turnover. Uh, that that turnover was major. Um, but what I was really impressed with is Mirable. He will play on Sundays. The kid can go. Period, and and I disrespected him. He's a baller. I, he, the kid can flat out go. He's mean. Yeah, he he he's can run the ball. He's a fighter. And that young quarterback, that redshirt freshman quarterback, is a baller. A good ball player. So so there's a lot that that BYU has to do. We we have to learn from this. That listen, you go and you you you, you play a team that you're un, uh, you're unfamiliar with. You feel comfortable because you think you're bigger, stronger, and faster. Um, you've got the Heisman. You got a Heisman candidate. You've got receivers doing great things. The defense has not been giving up much. Um, and uh, let, let's just call it like it is. It just uh, uh, it just is what it is. I did not expect Coastal Carolina's offense. There's two things that I didn't expect. Okay, and 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 will tell me if if you differ in this. Two things I did not expect to see. Number one. Did not expect Coastal Carolina to dominate time of possession. And, well, we, and, and in that domination of time of possession, I want people to understand, you know, 22 points came along with 38 minutes of, time, of, of ball control. So the, all they did was just methodically 
dominate drives, constant third and two, third and one, third and three conversions, and not doing it with finesse or deception. They didn't do it. This was not a game won by finesse or deception. This, this was not a coaching staff that sat in a coaching room and said, we can't beat these guys man up. Oh, no. This was a coaching staff that sat in a room and said, hey, everybody come in here. We're going to beat these guys man on man. We're going to beat them with power. We're going to punch them first, and we're not going to stop punching. Hey, correct me if I'm wrong there, Will. They came out and that's they said. What, that was, that's why I'm still shocked. When you look at me, you see a shocked Will Snowden. Um, I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm absolutely shocked. Kalani Sataki addressing the media. Here's Kalani's thoughts on the loss against Coastal Carolina. Oh, you, me. But I don't want to take anything away from Coastal Carolina. They made plays, and, and uh, they made more than we did. So they earned the win. But I'll take any questions you guys have. <clears throat> right. Uh, just a reminder to use the hand raise function if you'd like to ask a question. And we'll get started with Jared Lloyd and then Norma Gonzalez. Kalani, Coastal Carolina running that spread option. The defense seemed to have a tough time making the right reads. How hard was it for them just, you know, short prep against that type of offense? Yeah, it was difficult. I mean, there's the it's 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 just like the option, but in the in the gun, you know, and, and uh, a lot of downhill plays, and um, you know, we we were able to get some stops here and there, but for the most part, they we couldn't get them behind the chains. They they were getting a lot of yards on first down, and and uh, we didn't do enough to to stop the run. So uh, there's things that that I need to do better as a coach and to get them ready and and make sure that we uh you know that we're we're prepped and ready to play this game. But uh, again, I don't want to take anything away from Coastal Carolina. They made plays. They they they, they uh, had a system, and and you know they they worked, and, and we didn't do enough to to stop them. Hey, coach, it seemed like Sack wasn't quite finding his groove until later in the game. Could you maybe talk about um, utilizing more of the ground game rather than the air game, and just sort of went on with him? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know all the details. I know that we, you know, um, well, their, their style of offense, they, they possess the ball and, and they limit your your um, your, your drives. They, they limit your possessions. So um, uh, I don't know whether it's a rhythm or whatever it was, but it, it, it just didn't look like our, what our normal offense can do. And as a team, we, you know, we, we need to play complementary football on, on, on all three phases and, uh, you know, they, they just made more plays tonight. And then obviously they made one more and we're a few inches short of, of, of winning the game. Right, let's take a question from Jay Drew, Christopher Heidel, and Kyle Bonagora. Yeah, Kalani, were you kind of surprised at just how you weren't able to dominate the line of scrimmage like you have done in the past and what like a lot of so-called experts thought you could do tonight? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're looking at the line of scrimmage, and I, I had to go back and watch the film. But I, I think that um, you know they, we probably get, we gave up too many yards, and I would say first down was the biggest issue. And uh, whether it's a you know missed assignments or scheme, whatever, we'll, we'll we'll get to the film and look at it. I had to look at a little bit more detailed, and we made some adjustments. Felt like we had uh, we had enough to um, you know to once we were getting in, 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 a, in a position where we had the right people and the right scheme going. Uh, we just ran out of time and, and ran out of options for our, for our offense to, have to possess the ball. I, uh, but I, I do, I do, to get to answer your question better, Jay, I, I think look at the film a little bit more closely. 
Hey, Coach. It's Chris Idell from Hermitson Radio in Baltimore. Um, just talk about this whirlwind, you guys. This time last week, you, you played a game, and then you're looking for a game. Just, uh, just talk about how did you guys get this game together and uh, how you prepped somebody in 48 hours, almost. Well, I mean, <clears throat> you know, I, I think that the, the game happened, and we were, we were excited to play. And, and uh, it's a little bit unique than, than other weeks, but it's okay. We were ready to play and, and, and looking forward to the – to the to the matchup, and uh, we had the same amount of time that Coastal Carolina had. So you know, and when it came down to it, guys, they're a good team, <laughs> and, and and they're they're undefeated for a reason. You know what I mean? And I don't want to sit here and take away from them because they actually they executed, did well, and they they are in a position for them to be in the game and to to win it. And 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 uh, you know, we had to come from behind and, and and come up with a long drive, and we're back, you know, backed up with with not a lot of time left, and. Uh, but they made the plays. And, and so I, I, I want to make sure that everybody understands Coastal Carolina is a really good team and they showed it tonight. And, and, and uh, you know, they, they out, they outplayed us and they got the win. We, we didn't, weren't able to do it. Did you have a question? Hey, Kalani, how do you think this impacts your team's ability to get a, into a new year six bowl? Yeah, all I know is we have San Diego State next week, and we and that's our senior game. You know, um, it's the last game at home. Uh, you know, our guys are hurting right now, but they'll they'll respond back. We we have a bunch of tough kids that that love the game of football, and um, things that go our way tonight. We didn't get the win, but I, I'm gonna how they react to this to this game is gonna be really important. And and we have an opportunity to play against a really good San Diego State team next week, and 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 uh, you know send the seniors out with a win. And uh, that's what our focus is going to be on. And, and, you know, we played against San Diego State last year and so and didn't get didn't get the outcome that we wanted. And so this is an opportunity for us to get back to work. The, the one thing we do know is that, that our players are tough kids that want to they love football and they want to work. And, and I'm looking forward to, to, you know, learning from this game and, and improving and, and making sure that we uh, can be at our best next week against San Diego State. All right, let's take a question from Mitch Harper. Uh, Jake Hatch and Sean Walker. Kalani late in the fourth quarter on that fourth and five with about five minutes to go. Was there a consideration to to go for it or was the thought to get, to punt it all along? Yeah, you know, we thought about possibly doing it and going for it there, but, um, you know, just, just we felt like we were in a good situation with our defense at that point where we felt like we can have, have you know, getting used to the speed, uh, of their offense was just different, you know, and and so uh, we felt like we were starting to get get a better grip on it, and um, felt like our defense could get us out uh, of a jam. And we knew we were down; we had only one timeout, and so uh, we knew that we wouldn't be able to give up a lot of first downs. And you know, looking at it, we just—I mean, quarterback made a great play on the first uh, time he got the first down. He just made a, a, one of our guys miss and uh, got a first down. And and you know, fortunately, we were able to get the the, the ball back with um, under a minute and. Um, and then we know our offense can can be explosive, and uh, just you know, I'm just glad that we had a chance to win at the end, you know, and and, and that our defense stepped up and got the stop, and uh, we just need to be in a p better position to to win next week, and and make sure that we have a you know better lineup for for what we want, what, how we can play. I know we can play better than that. Kalani, when it came to the timeout situation, you found yourself in late in that game. What was the thinking on calling it, especially that timeout ahead of that punt? Um, you mean on our, our, our second timeout in the, the second first, timeout, second correct? Time? Yes. 
Yeah, um, we just didn't know we had the right lineup. And then uh, we, we, there's a possibility of having 12 guys on the field at one moment and didn't want a, a penalty. And so we had to take a timeout to get, um, you know, we were trying to get a, a, a possible block on there. And uh, I, I felt like we were going to run out of time and didn't want a penalty of 12 men on the field. Sean Walker, did you have a question? Yeah, Coach, you, you kind of touched on it there a little bit, but with with everything that, that happened, everything that kind of went down for you guys, um, you're at the end of the day, you're still one yard out on that final play, that kind of Hail Mary like that. Just what were your emotions like, I guess, watching that? And can you kind of kind of walk us through sort of that play and how it developed and 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 everything in there? Well, I think the play before it was the key that we were able to get the, the ball closer um, and, and to Dax, you know what I mean, with three seconds left. And and then we had a setup, you know, for the play and and um, just didn't you – know, there's a chance that we could have got, got it in. I mean, we would like to have that in the end zone, but I think they're playing a, a certain defense to, to basically play, play the goal line. And, uh, you know, we thought that that would be a good play and it just didn't work out. They made They made a great stop and so – um, you know, credit to, to, to Coastal Carolina. They, they deserved to win. And it was, I mean, didn't go our way, you know. But uh, like I said, the guys played hard. Their effort was there. And uh, they're looking forward to, to bouncing back and getting getting a better performance next week. All right, quick follow-up from Eric Lloyd, Norma Gonzalez, and Jay Drew. Kalani, you talked about the guys playing hard but they didn't look as crisp as we've seen them. Did you see that through the game? I mean, it just didn't seem quite as, uh, you know, maybe on top of things and making the assignment reads like they, they have been. Did you see the same thing? Um, you know, I, I probably have to look at the film a little bit more, but I, I, I thought there's a couple of things. One is that Coastal Carolina put themselves in a good position to, to make plays. And then, you know, I, I, I don't want to – I feel it's a, it's a disrespectful thing to say, oh, we just made too many mistakes and all that, which means that, that they didn't earn the win. Um, they did everything they could to, to earn the win, and, and uh, maybe we didn't play as clean as we could have, but I think you have to kind of look at that. Was it what they did or was it, um, you know, our, our mental errors? And so that's one, one thing that we have to look at and communicate with our guys and then evaluate in the next little bit and, and try to improve on this. So that's – that's the key. I, I just want to make sure that I don't take away from or discredit what Coast Carolina has done. They're, they're a really good team. They're, that's why they've locked up the, their division, you know, and they're going to play for their uh, league championship in, in a, a week or two. I don't, I don't know exactly what's going on, but, you know, that, and they'll be in a good place, to, I mean, to, to win their league. So uh, we knew that it was going to be a, a tough matchup coming here, and we're excited to be here. You know, we're, we're thankful for the game and uh, just didn't get the result that we wanted. There was a lot of chippiness throughout the game, a lot of banter, scrums, little fights. What do you have to say about the, the way your team was able to sort of battle through that and handle that, that different adversity? Yeah, I think it was just that, the, you know, at the end of the first half was a, a, a lot of, there were a lot of issues. I think it was just a, a lot of miscommunication. I mean, we felt like that, the, you know, when you're looking at it, that the quarterback was um, getting targeted and, and maybe it was being a little roughed up, but, um, you know, the ref told me that it was clean. And so I had nothing to say. It's just that, you know, we had to get our guys out and get to the halftime. And, you know, I, I have to credit both teams after things, after we went to halftime, came back. And I, and I talked to, to James Chadwell after, and, and it was, it's not a, 
it's not a good representation of how both teams really play, you know, and, and, um, but I, I like the way our guys were able to get, gain their composure and come back and play a clean second half. And I, it was just that one moment right before the half off of the interception. That was the biggest deal. And, 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 you know, we'll, we'll have to look at it and, and try to get better. But like I said, uh, I, I think the, the, Things happen when you have two undefeated teams that are battling and emotions are high. You know what I mean? But uh, there's nothing that was uh, that was uh, deliberate, as, as in my opinion, it was deliberate or cheap or anything from both sides. All right, we'll take a last question from Jay Drew. Yeah, Kalani, uh, I was going to ask you about the halftime thing, so uh, um, you already answered it. But... Um, where do you kind of, what do you tell the guys in the locker room after? What was your message and kind of where do you go from here? Yeah, I just told them I'm proud of them. I love being their coach and and, uh, and that, you know, the, the things that they've done, they've done the, the way that they react to this is going to really de determine a lot of big things for them in their future. And so uh, just talked about how I love them, you know, and, and, and they're going to have to lean on each other and, and we're going to have to really regroup as a group, as a team and then, and believe in each other more. And, um, you know, there's no finger pointing or anything like that. We, we, we got to go back to work. It's a eternal principle that we believe in. So we'll go back to work and try to find ways to improve and, and be at our best next week. Um, we do have, a, you know, a game next week and then and, and possible uh, bowl game. So we, we feel like we have two more opportunities to play together as a group. And that's, that's the focus is, is to make sure that we enjoy as much of, of it as we can. And, and we were going to respect the game, you know, that, I keep saying it over and guys, the, the result didn't go our way, but it was a good game. It was a, it was exciting for the fans. And, and uh, I give credit to Coastal Carolina for, for getting the win. And, but our, our guys will be back and they'll, 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 they'll respond the right way. I believe in them. And, uh, and, and yeah, it's an honor for me to coach them. Awesome. Thanks for your time, coach. Really appreciate it. Thanks guys. There you go. BYU head coach Kalani Sataki talking about this 22 to 17 loss to Coastal Carolina. Two 9-0 teams that uh, faced off and went toe-to-toe, -to -toe, each of them throwing blows. It, it was a great game. I, I, I don't want anybody to think that BYU was just blowing out of this game, but it was surprising that BYU got beat in the fashion that they got beat in. You know, Will, we've talked about them getting beat in the trenches. I, I want you to talk a little bit about what you saw from the, the, the defensive backfield of Coastal Carolina against these BYU wide receivers. They were, I mean, that was a very – the corners in particular were, were very solid corners. I, I feel like that's the best group that by far that BYU has seen all year. They struggled to get deep on them. Um, they, I, I feel like they the, the scheme was really – even in their man coverage, you know, um, there was a ball that, that Zach threw, I think, in the third quarter to – I think it was Gunner um, – and there was some there was some hand checking between the the corner and, and and the receiver, but he was right on top and he turned and looked at the receiver instead of turning back to the ball and he might have picked the ball. The reality is they, they when the receivers look at the film they're going to say okay we we've got to get a little bit better in our in our uh, one on one work uh, when you play top level corners. I mean those corners could run they were physical they were they were confident and. It seems like they probably watched a lot of film. Uh, you know, I thought that the play-action game would be a lot more effective. Um, and that happens in these games where we, uh, you know, what were the total carries? How many times did BYU run the ball? They had, uh, 
they ended up with 26 carries for 165 yards. Okay, BYU. BYU. And uh, what about? Coastal Carolina, 54 carries. Judas. 281 doubled. Yards doubled, the, d- doubled. And three touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, when you give up that many yards on the ground, you usually don't win the win the game. And I think they won the turnover game two to zero. Yeah, I mean, so so that that's it. I mean, that, that's what happens. I mean, I, I think the secondary for Coastal, two, everyone at two Coastal, to one. every I feel like all the Coastal Carolina players played very well. I also think that Zach played well. I do think he came out a little bit emotional in the second half, right, because of of what happened um, in the in the obviously the last play of the of the second quarter, I think Zach came back a little emotional. Um, not saying he was erratic or anything, but emotional. Your emotions are now more high, and you it, it's it's kind of the way I look at things. Um, you know, guys talk about fighting all the time, and you might know a tough guy, right? But that tough guy, if he can control his emotions, he's going to be a very dangerous fighter, right? You can train him to be a great fighter. But then you have the tough guy, the bully guy, the guy who just, you know, and and – if you put him in a in a competition to actually fight against someone who's going to fight back and is a professional as well, that he usually will get knocked out. Um, you want to control your emotions, and I think BYU um, might have lost a little bit of the emotional match at going into halftime. I expected to see BYU come out come out in the second half and really smack them, but that takes the maturity of okay, I'm a, I'm controlling my emotions now. My emotions are controlled. Um, now I just need to go out and execute. And the reality is, Coastal Carolina out-executed us tonight, out-coached us tonight, out-hustled us tonight, out-everything tonight, and that's why they beat Brigham Young University. BYU will learn from it. They'll be back. They're going to lose a lot of these guys. Um, and they got a game to prepare for that's going to happen next Saturday. And, and so you don't have a lot of time to cry about it. You're just going to go out there and try and win, get in this top 20, um, and celebrate a great season on a, on a year that we really easily couldn't have been – not played at all. You're listening to the Cougar Post Game Show. Former BYU running back Will Snowden, Hans Olsen, taking you through the evening. Uh, we'll let you hear from a couple of the BYU players as they take to the podium and uh, give you some more insights on this game. We're live at the TridayTrading.com studios here at the Point of the Mountain. Absolutely love this place. If you need to make a little extra money, TridayTrading.com. Go to that website. Sign up for their demo account. It puts you in the market for 30 days for just $10. And you get to see how you can make money live trading in the day market. That's TridayTrading.com. Okay, so, Will, I want you to think about this, and I'm going to ask you a question, okay? How many passing yards would you think Coastal Carolina had in this game? How many would I say? Yeah. 180. 85. 85 passing yards in this game. Uh, Coastal Carolina essentially came out, and ju- and, uh, and by the way, I would have guessed 180. I would have guessed 180 to 210. No, yeah. just just based off of what my what my mind is seeing, because there were some drop offs yeah. to Maribel, and you know, I thought um, I thought uh, Cameron Brown had three or four big catches. So your mind kind of takes you to thinking that it was. They came out, and this is crazy. Everybody, that's I want what hurts. That's what hurts, hands. That's what hurts. That's why I, I, I want. That's why I'm quiet right now. Go, go ahead. I, I hate to cut you off, but what you're about to say is is so important, <laughs> and also it, it really answers what, the pain that I'm feeling. You can see it. Yeah, I know that, that that when you just when people just one of the things I wanted to see. Excuse me, I, I did want to see 
BYU do what Coastal did. I wanted to see, you know, run it down their throat, out physical them. Um, and, and it just didn't happen. It, it just didn't happen because number one, Coastal Carolina wasn't going to allow that. I mean, uh, they wanted, they wanted a physical game. What they wanted was a physical game. They were not concerned about who was coming into the, into that stadium. They were not fearful of Zach Wilson and, and any anyone that BYU was going to put in front of them. And uh, they said, we want to we, you're going to play some dogs tonight. And this is a dog fight. And they made the game a dog fight and were able to edge it out um, with with really aggressive, physical, executed plays defensively as well as offensively. So. When you look at those those numbers and just listening to what Will had to say right there. This was a coaching staff that sat around and basically said to each other and to this team, we're just going to go in there and we're going to out-physical them and we're going to dominate them. They, they didn't use the passing game. They didn't use gadgetry. They didn't hardly use misdirection. They did use a little RPO, and then they used some option, but they just used a lot of physicality. And some ingenuity, you know, pulling your center and allowing Kairos Tonga to penetrate and then just bumping him and running the lateral gaps, that's that's good coaching. Very good coaching. Yeah, that's good coaching. Uh, extremely that's good That's by coaching. scheme. Yeah. You know, they looked at it and said, all right, this guy wants to get in our backfield. Let's let him get in the backfield. We'll bump him and run underneath him. <laughs> yeah. and, and they did it multiple times. Yeah. It's It was it was delightful coaching. Let me ask you this. Who said this? Give me 18 inches of daylight. That's all I need. One of the greatest running backs of all time, Gail Sayers. That's all. That's all Maribel needed today. Eighteen inches of daylight. Yeah, and they gave him that eighteen inches of daylight, and he was rolling. Yeah, and he was slipping through those gaps. <laughs> Man, he's he's <laughs> playing the foot and going. Um, really, just in, impressive numbers and a, a dominating performance overall by Coastal Carolina. And and it's funny because and I don't get pulled into the arguments and the battles back and forth. People on Twitter like to. You know, when you're an analyst, they're like, oh, you you analyzed this and you thought it was going to be this. Yeah, I did. I, I thought mm-hmm. BYU could win the trenches. But see, that's why the game is played. And, and that's why schemes are made. And that's why people are so interested in sports. And that's why Vegas has built an empire off of sports betting. Yeah. Because, you know, you can look and analyze a game until you're blue in the face. But when that team steps on the field and they've got a different resolve than you, they've got a different fortitude. They've got different anger. And then they've got scheme and confidence. You're screwed. You are screwed. Yeah, yeah. And that's what Coastal Carolina had. And, and, I, and I, I know I'm sounding excited about this. It's because I like good football. Do I feel like an idiot because I, I misdiagnosed the game? Yeah, I do. I, I, I missed. Yeah, I missed. And, and I missed as well. In hands I missed. Of, and I, I missed all week. As soon as this game came, I said, BYU is going to smack these guys. And this is why. Because they're bigger. And stronger than them. That's what I thought. They're bigger and stronger than them. And what and, and Coastal Carolina took that where they knew they were bigger than them, but they and maybe stronger than them. But what they were going to do is deal with the intangibles and the intangibles are the things you can't see. It's the want. It's the hunger. It's the commitment. It's all those days this summer that they fought with each other and committed to each other that they would give every single ounce of energy that they could give. And I'm not saying BYU didn't get, 
didn't do that either. They worked their tail off. Tonight they just got into a fight. They they took a few one too many punches to the face, and now they're going to lick the wounds and get on this plane ride and ride home. The worst ride in the world, you know, just disappointing. The food won't even be good hands. You know, the things that we talk about, about the, the things you're excited about, like a child, as a child, you're excited about the oranges at halftime and the fruit snacks that they you don't might get, get after, enjoy. get after the game in college. You're, you're thinking about the, the, the fresh oranges that are always so good at halftime. And then you're also thinking about the afternoon at uh, the after game meal it means nothing when you lose like this. Let's jump out and hear from Tyler Algier at the podium. Tyler, I wanted to ask you in terms of what you saw from this defense as compared to other defenses you've seen in the past. It was a pretty swarming defense, it seemed like. They were all over the field all night long. Was that what you saw? You know, yeah. Yeah, they all, they all swarmed to the ball. They're, they're good, good knit unit. So, you know, just, yeah. Yeah, I also wanted to ask you, the offensive line seemed to have one of their more uncharacteristic nights. We've seen them in multiple games as you really just kind of own uh, the opposing defensive line. What, from your perspective, may have caused that? Mm-hmm. I mean, they, cha- they changed up their scheme, their scheme from what we saw on film, and it was just... Yeah, they changed. They had to change up their scheme on film, and you know, we just gotta, just uh, yeah, just yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's just thing. All right. Let's take a follow-up question from Jared Lloyd, and then a question from Sean Walker. Tyler, what was it like that final drive, trying to make one final play, and and you know, getting that opportunity to be so close there at the end? Just take us through that. What was that like? No, it was a rush, you know, just being in on that that whole drive. It was it was a rush. It was, but you know, we just didn't get the happy ending. But you know, it was just we. I'm just I'm I'm proud. I love I love my team. You know, I'm proud of what we did, what we did, and what we stand for. And it's just we just think we just got the short end of the stick. I would say just out of it. Sean, did you have a question for Tyler? Yeah, Tyler. I keep, sorry, I keep forgetting to unmute myself during this conversation. You'd think I know about Zoom by now. Uh, <laughs> first world problems, right? Uh, you you kind of touched on this a little bit, though, but how, I mean, you guys are, obviously, you haven't had to bounce back from a loss this year, but you do have experience bouncing back. Is this a matter of just kind of tipping your cap to Coastal and, and saying, well played, you guys are great, and and then moving on so that this game doesn't beat you twice, I guess, for lack of a better term? Um, you know, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, they just they just made more more plays than us, I would say. And, you know, we weren't as crisp as we, like, in the past. In the past, you know, we, we messed up a couple of times. And, honestly, it's just it's – a good, it's a good learning moment, you know. Kudos to Coastal Carolina. You know, I respect – Respect them. They brought a good game offensively and defensively. But you know, we all played played our butts off as well. But you know, like I said, we just got the short end of the stick on that one. Question from Jake. Yeah, I asked Isaiah this question. I wanted to ask you in terms of what you guys did tonight, going cross country on short notice, playing a game with New Year's Six Bowl aspirations. I think most people think are gone at this point. What do you think you as a team, in terms of your statement to the nation, made tonight? Honestly, 
just keep keep loving us, keep believing in us, you know. It's uh you know, this loss was hard, I bet, for everyone, but you know, as a team, you know, we played our butts off and you know, it's just just we Yeah, we 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 played our heart out, man, and it's just like I said, we just got the short end of the stick on that one. You know, a loss is a loss, and you know, but the best thing we can do right now as a team, I believe, is just learn from our mistakes, learn from learn from this loss, and then just start off zero and zero coming this Monday. I think that's all the questions. Thanks so much for your time. There you go, BYU running back Tyler Algier, and Tyler did fight. And and by the way, I know we're spending a lot of time praising Coastal Carolina because they deserve it, but I, I do want to say that this was not a heart issue from BYU. This was not a, a fight issue from BYU. They didn't quit. They didn't turn tail. They didn't, they didn't cower, but Coastal Carolina was more physical. Uh, Will, just kind of take me in. You, you watch Tyler Algier. Would you call Tyler Algier's performance lacking in heart or effort? Not at all. It, 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 the reality is Tyler said it very well. I mean, you know, the, the confusion is is Coastal was able to scheme well. They schemed very well for what BYU was going to bring. Um, they made the adjustments that needed to be made, and they made early game adjustments, I mean, early week adjustments, you know, when this, this game was announced, of, hey, we're going to do things a little bit differently. Tyler said in his uh, when he was at the podium, they did, did, we saw some different fronts, different stunts, different things that we saw on, on, on tape, and you only had so much time to actually to evaluate the tape to come up with your game plan. I truly believe BYU you thought they would go in and beat them on sheer grit, just in physicality, bigger than them. I'm stronger than you. We've played all the big boys before, and now you're getting a chance at us. It's cute, but it's going to be your worst nightmare. And what they did is made it our worst, the BYU's worst nightmare. And now it is what it is. It's all history. Nine and one is a great season so far. Now you have to prepare for a very good San Diego State team with a gritty defense, and you've got to move on from this game. Really impressive performance by Coastal Carolina. You know, I, I, I actually tip my hat more th- to them than I shame BYU at this point. That's where I, I, I I've been in games like this. I've, I've been out physicaled and, and I've had schemes that go against me. I know from having, you know, whether you got to go back to high school or, or there were times in college where you know that a scheme is set up against you because you know every time you take a step, somebody's hitting you from a direction you didn't think that that was coming from. Every time you fire up the field, all of a sudden you're out of the play and, and you know you've been schemed against. Kairos Tonga was schemed against, and they did a phenomenal job. And guess what, Will? They took Kairos Tonga out of the game largely with one blocker. They didn't have to double him as often. Listen, I'm and, a- and, and to, to be able to take Kairos out of a game with one blocker is impressive because guess what that does? It gives you two on Daw. And to take him out with one and go two on Daw and run and run and run, it was really impressive. I'm, I'm just impressed. I'm impressed with Coastal Carolina's coaching staff and their performance. It was fantastic tonight. There's nothing else to say, and that's where it is. I mean, it, it, what can you say? As an analyst, you have to be honest. You have to admit, I admitted I was wrong about what I thought would happen tonight. I thought BYU would handle these guys easily. Um, and um, I, I did say early what I thought would happen if Coastal got out and ran the ball well early, um, that it would be a dogfight. But I thought 
that just wouldn't happen. I just thought yep. BYU would come out and jump on them early and be able to control it and be able to run the ball at Coastal Coastal the way that BYU, that the way that Coastal ran it at BYU. Um, so this coaching staff, I mean, what the hardest thing is, you know, I, I believe in the coaches and they do an unbelievable job. And uh, the coaching staff is going to watch the film and say, hey, this is we can learn a lot from this film. Look at what they've done. And other schools are going to watch the film and say, you know, if, if you feel like you're outmatched, how do you scheme up front to cause the problems for a great D-line who's been getting sacks and shutting down the run and now go run for 200 and whatever yards he ran for um, and silence a top 13 team in the country. Um, it, it just, it, it, you just have to take your hat off. So that, that's all you can say. I can't say there's not a lot to analyze. It's just a lot of fight. Both teams fought. BYU never gave up. They fought. Um, but I think that they the fought. first the first heavy blow came early in the in the game. And I think that first heavy blow came from Coastal Carolina and, and BYU never recovered. Coastal Carolina getting the win with 15 passing attempts. Yeah. And 85 yards. They did it their way. They did it their way, which their way was 54 carries, 281 yards, three touchdowns on the ground, and 38 minutes of possession. Their way is, um, oh, man, I'm trying to, because I know you love boxing analogies. Their way is uh, Joe Frazier when he beat Muhammad. It is taking licks, but getting into the middle, into the section, and just and, and finally fighting through with that, that shorter reach and delivering some of the nastiest body blows and knocking the wind out of Muhammad until he's, he's done. And, and then using some of that counter of, of him protecting against those body blows to come up top. It was, it was in your body just domination. It was, it was sheer internal trench domination. And let me tell you one thing that, 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 that just popped into my mind when you said that. Just the pure will, will. Second and five, the clock is running out. And that first down they got, that, that they got on third and five, when, uh, I think it was third and, second and five. Um, they get a huge, a huge first down coastal, maybe with a minute, you know, two minutes, two twenty something left in the game. This showed how much they really, really wanted it. And if you, if we get a stop there, like coastal did on our third and two, come in and knock BYU back five yards and to make it fourth and seven, where we're in, where you're in a position where you're thinking, okay, run the ball, you get one yard, or even if you don't get a yard, you're still going for it on fourth and two. But now you lose five yards because they penetrate so quickly and push your your O-line back and make a great play in the backfield, now you have to punt the ball away from them, and Coastal's running the ball and keeping the ball for quite a long time, which gives Zach only 55 seconds to take the team down, which they do, um, and you lose by by a yard. Um, it, you know, right when he caught the ball, I said to myself, Dyson, I thought of that, uh, of the Tennessee Titans, um, the pass from uh, rest in peace, uh, who's the quarterback who passed away? Steve, Steve McNair um, threw that slant to Dyson, and it's one yard um, away from the, from winning the Super Bowl. And that's just my thought when I saw that. I saw Zach deliver that ball, and he's one yard short. short. Um, it, it's a heartbreaker, but the the team Coastal Carolina deserves this win. They deserve to celebrate. The coach deserves everything he's getting, and and Coastal Carolina is probably thinking, "How in the world are we going to keep this coach?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's going to there's going to be that's going to be a, the the fight of their life. <laughs> the fight of their life. Yeah, because this whole staff looked good and they had these guys geared up. And again, I know I've given props to number 94, but number 94 Gunter. 
He, you got to continue to give props to him. The motor. He was a motor maniac. He was all over the field causing fumbles. Drama. Drama. <laughs> getting, get, you know, uh, an, another boxing analogy. When a boxer can pull somebody out of their game. Oh, yeah. You know, you've seen that. Or, or, you know, you've got a technical fighter like Lennox Lewis, but then you get a street fighter, somebody nasty that pulls him out of that science. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're winning that game. That's what they did to Zach. Oh, yeah. Well, well Conor McGregor is, is, is one of the best ever to do it. Yeah, to pull, pull I mean, fighters yeah, out. Pull yeah. fighters out. Get I mean, them out of their game That's plan. what they do. And, and, and that's, what, that's what Gunter did. Whether it was brawling with Zach Wilson and causing a brawl before the half, or it was causing havoc in the backfield, getting the penetration, he was spectacular. We need to take a quick break. We'll come back, give you more analysis on the other side. This is your Cougar Post Game Show, live from the TridayTrading.com studios here at the Point of the Mountain. 97.5, 12.8 of the Zone on the Zone Sports Network. I, I love it because I love being treated to good games. I, I love being treated to unexpected moments in sports, not just football, in sports. Will, I know that's why you love sports, too. You know, now, we didn't like the unexpected when we played sports, but as a sports fan, when you sit down and you're watching a game and the unexpected hits, it's like, this is just the magical. Song, the song does, is does not hit in the same for me. <laughs> do you hear me trying to get it? Oh man, I, was I did. To, I was trying to. Usually, yeah. you get in the groove. And I'm you really it. dancing like uh, Jason. Jason, all you or, or the young man who was who's famous. The for equipment it. guy. Yeah, you know, any of those guys. I'm usually giving it to them. But I know. Man, yeah. Yeah, hey, listen. We saw we saw a, a, a fight tonight, and and that that that's it. I mean, that's it. The young players at BYU are going to learn from this game, and they'll come back better for it. Isaiah Kafusi took to the podium after this loss. Coastal Carolina getting the win, twenty-two to seventeen, and Isaiah Kafusi was very very good at the podium. Listen to what he had to say be ready on such short notice against that type of approach. You guys have played option teams, but to try and do it very quickly seemed like a a big challenge. Yeah, it it definitely was tough. It's always tough to play an option team. Um, I mean, for Navy, we had, you know, three weeks to really prepare for that and uh, was really dialed in. And, um, but I mean, it's just, it's excuses, right? I mean, at the end of the day, football, it just comes down to blocking, tackling and, um, scoring more points. And so that's uh, kind of where we came up short was just kind of more of the fundamentals of the game and um, really, really proud of the team though, and the way that they fought and, um, and we, we left it out there. Uh, that's the one thing I, I hope that you guys know is we, we left it out there and uh, you know, people are going to say all sorts of things, but um, at the end of the day, we just came up short, but really proud of this team. Yeah, Isaiah, kind of building off of that a little bit, what is kind of the challenge? Because you guys don't face that spread option offense very often. So can you kind of, uh, if you had to maybe pinpoint one or two things, is there something that really stands out about just the challenge of defending it because it is kind of so unique in terms of what you guys have have seen over the, the last couple of years even? Yeah, I think the challenge is just that there's there's so many different things that you have to account for. Um 
kind of that dive coming down the middle and, uh, and then, you know, obviously the quarterback who's a, a great athlete um, and, and who really kind of creates a lot of opportunities for their team uh, is, you know, and so it just, there's just a bunch, I, I think just, um, and they did a really good job as well as um, they would kind of do shifts or motions to kind of, you know, get, get kind of the, the box that they needed, um, you know, pulling guys out or, or moving, you know, kind of shifting or motion guys out. And so, um, that was, that was really unique as well as cause there's all, we also have things and, and make adjustments and then, you know, they run the, the dive option. And so, um, man, they, they had a great game plan and that's a, a unique offense definitely to play, but, um, yeah, that's kind of the, the few things that I think are tough about it. Isaiah, you were the first guy on the scene after the whole deal at the end of the first half when Zach got hit, kind of take us through what you saw and what happened. Yeah, I just uh, – I didn't want anything really to start. I don't know. I, I maybe um, – maybe it looked like I was going out to, to you know, start something, but I was just really trying to protect my quarterback. Um, got a lot of respect for him. And so that was just really I, – I just wanted to run out there. As soon as the play was dead, I just wanted to run out there to make sure that nothing was going to happen uh, to kind of pull Zach away from those two guys. And so – uh, it it might've looked bad. Maybe you guys thought I was going out there to charge and that maybe, you know, started some, I, I don't know exactly, but uh, I just wanted to protect Zach. All right. I have a question from Norma Gonzalez and Mitch Harper. Hey, Isaiah. So last year you guys struggled to stop the run. And then this year coming into this game, you guys were allowing less than 90 rushing yards per game. I guess just how did Coastal run away with this game? Uh, you've kind of touched on it with the whole option or whatever, but why do you think um, that they were able to run for nearly 300 yards? Yeah, again, it's just they, they, um, their scheme was, uh, I think, kind of on point, and um, we didn't really have that much time to prepare, and so they just, uh, you know, I wish we would have, you know, had some time. I think we would have been able to, uh, you know, come in with a great game plan, but, um, you know, it's just that they were, they, they kind of dominated up front. You know, it's a lot, a lot of confusing, um, and different moving parts kind of, uh, you know, different plays that, uh, just look different, you know, and then there's some plays that are, are the same, but they look different because of different formations. And so, um, kind of was, was confusing the backers or getting us out of position. And, um, yeah, that was kind of the biggest reason. I think in the second half, we, uh, started to play a lot more solid. We were getting off on third downs, um, which I think was was pretty big for us. Um, so made good adjustments, but it was, I think it was just a half too late. Uh, Isaiah, how would you describe the the post game locker room? Just the emotions that are being felt after this loss. Yeah, it's it's always tough to lose, um, and, and it's it, especially in in that you know kind of that fashion where we have a chance to win and then we come up short. Um, and uh, a lot of different emotions, a lot of different feelings, uh, which are all really good. Um, it's good for guys to feel these. And uh, it, it's just part of the game. And um, love my team, man. Love, love these guys. Love what we stand for, who we stand for. And, uh, man, I, w I wouldn't – it's just, you know, the pandemic has taught us to not take things for granted. I think Kalani said that, but it's just uh, a blessing to be out there with my guys, my brothers. Uh, they've changed my life. Thanks. We have a quick follow-up from Jared Lloyd, Jake Hatch, and Norma Gonzalez. 
Isaiah, along the same lines, you've had so much success. This is the first time this year that, you know, you've had to suffer a, a loss. What's your message to the guys? You've been here. What's, what's the message moving forward to not let this snowball on you and get away from you? Yeah, for sure. I think just the mentality is to, just to get better. Um, whether that's, you know, in life or at work, um, for us, it's, it's, you know, it's luckily, luckily enough for us, it's football, but, um, the mentality for me and kind of my message is just to just get better. Um, there's always room for improvement. There's always things to work on. And, uh, even after wins, you know, it's the same. And so the, the mentality really hasn't changed. It's, uh, trying to get better, uh, moving forward as a team and, uh, trying to be the best that we can be. Isaiah, building off that to a degree, a lot of people feel like now your guys' hopes for a New Year's Six bull berth are dead. What kind of message do you guys feel like you guys made to the country despite that loss tonight? Yeah, I mean, I think we, we backed it up with, uh, you know, the anytime, any team, any place, um, kind of that message that we, we just want to play football. Um, no matter where it is, we'll, we'll, we'll take anyone. Uh, and so, um, you know, that's regardless of, of what our future is. Uh, we're very grateful to be playing football. Uh, I couldn't have told you that, you know, five months ago when we had really had a no season and trying to figure things out. Um, we, we stayed uh, with it. We persevered through kind of that initial storm. And uh, that, that's just kind of us, you know, we, regardless of, of where our future is at, we'll show up uh, when someone calls our number, we'll, we'll be there and, and we'll, we'll be ready to play. It kind of stole my question out for me, but I guess just where would you rank this game within your career? I know it's, it wasn't the outcome that you wanted, but just the fight, the determination, the grittiness, where would you rank it all? Yeah, it definitely was up there. Um, and, and don't know if I can give you a, a, uh, a numerical answer you know, where it's at, but um, definitely was, was one of the, one of the, the games where, you know, thought that we, you know, wish we would have played better. Um, but, and it wasn't really the outcome that we wanted, uh, but it definitely was, was a game that I'll remember forever. Uh, the way that the team uh, came together, the way that we played together. And um, I think more than anything, it's more about, you know, who I'm, I'm with and, and this, the people that I'm around uh, and kind of the season that we're having is what really is special. This game will be up there, but I think I'll remember this season and this team more. There you go. A very powerful podium for Isaiah Kafusi after losing to Costa Carolina in an absolute heartbreaker in, <clears throat> in a fashion that's tough to deal with too, Will. And take me into the emotion of a locker room after losing a game of this magnitude by the distance of a yard and a half. Well, well <clears throat> in, the, in the final seconds. Yeah, I mean, just so many emotions. You know, you see the ball. I guarantee you everyone watching from the sideline, um, everyone in, in, in on that play, um, it went, everything was silent for each player on the field, completely silent. Um, Zach takes his drop. He scans the field. He throws a dart that's moving in slow motion. If you're on the field, you, you you see the ball tracking to 
the your receiver, you see him make the catch, and you now everything stops. This probably this, they, that play probably felt like five minutes for each and every person on that field, um, and just accepting that you lost that that way that you fought, but you lost by a yard. It's hard, man. There's a lot of emotions, and you heard it from and you heard it from Isaiah. It, it, these guys love each other. These guys have been fighting together with one goal. Right. And um, now that goal is, you know, it's college football is just so gut riching because every game matters so much, particularly if you're not, you know, Alabama or Clemson. Every game is just so, so important. And it's a lot of pressure on these guys. And, and, and BYU stood up to the pressure. They said, hey, we'll play anywhere. And they went and they fought and they and they they're going home with a loss. Um, but I, I can guarantee you there's a lot of love in that locker room right now. That That's the biggest thing I know they're feeling, a lot of hurt, gut, gut, gut-wrenching gut, pain, but also a lot of love and respect for each other because you know that you fought. A lot of guys feeling guilty, right, because you, you know how you feel in the game that you lose and oh, you didn't play your best. You feel like you let the team down, the coaches down. Coaches are feeling guilty right now with – game plans, um, maybe who they had in the game at the wrong time, right time. There's just so many things to second guess. But as long, but when you've been in this business long enough, you've coached enough games, you've won enough games, and you've lost enough games, you understand nothing is the end of the world. Um, so they're going to bounce back. Kalani does a very good job of keeping his guys focused on what's important. That, that you know, That's what BYU is going to focus on is on what's important. None of this is going to be the end of the world. Um, and they'll come back and they'll go to work on Monday and, and get ready for San Diego State. That's all they can do. Will, thanks for everything. Thanks for your pregame and your postgame and your analysis. And appreciate all you do, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, man. Good stuff. Uh, brutal loss for BYU to Coastal Carolina, 22-17. to 17. We'll wrap this thing up. You can catch it in its entirety at 1280thezone.com. If you didn't get to hear Kalani Sataki, you didn't get to hear our take on things that happened, you can go to 1280thezone.com, download the post game, and you can hear all the analysis there. That's at 1280thezone.com. This has been your Cougar Post Game Show live from the TridayTrading.com studios at the point of the mountain. If you're looking to make a little extra money every single month, go to TridayTrading.com, sign up for that demo account, and get going with TridayTrading.com. We come back and start your Utah pregame show next.